Hey everyone, this is Tom McCaffrey. You're listening to the Last Exit to Brooklyn podcast on Storic Media Podcast Network. Thanks a lot. You're a winner. You can do it. Oh yeah. What's up everybody? This is Tom McCaffrey coming at you. Last exit to Brooklyn. Uh, how are you? I hope you're doing well. Um, let's get right into it. I'm here alone again, so bear with me because uh, I know I can talk kind of slow, but it's going to be real funny, real fast. Um, so uh, before we start, uh, please rate and review this podcast, Last Exit of Brooklyn. Um, and uh, please uh, hit me up. Uh, a lot of people have been... Um, uh, send me messages through social media about, uh, well, things that they like, but also things they want me to talk about. So please do that. I'm on social media, Tom McCaffrey, and I'll check it out. All right, uh, let's get into it. Um, Labor Day weekend. Just kind of taking it easy. I've been watching a lot of uh, things on um, uh, you know, streaming, whatever, Amazon, Netflix. I was watching Cobra Kai. I love uh, the Karate Kid movies. So I've been watching Cobra Kai. I love, uh, I didn't think I would like it, but um, I started watching it and I actually really like it because it's really well done. There's a lot of nostalgia. Um, then I was watching that really late last night and I put on, I love really old 80s movies, um, you know, for nostalgic value, you know, for nostalgia. And um, it's kind of amazing watching these old eighties movies. Cause yeah, I saw them when I was a kid and uh, they don't hold up very well. Uh, especially with this whole <laughs> me too stuff. Cause um, I don't know if you watch a lot of these eighties, I feel like I figured out the, like the whole problem, why there's, you know, this kind of like whole rape, rapey culture in the culture. And I think it's these movies that they had that they put out in the eighties. They were giving out mess. They were basically pumping them out to 10 year old boys. And the messages are just horrible. I was watching a movie called private school, which was, um, you know, I think I saw when I was 10, it came out like 1983 maybe 1980. Yeah. 1983. And, um, Phoebe Cates is in it from fast times. And Matthew Modine is actually in it. Uh, obviously, it was like, I think their first movies because, you know, it's like, it's literally just this awful teen sex movie. And it's literally just, I mean, it's, I mean, if you watch it, it's just a bunch of, you know, borderline rape scenes, uh, one after the other. Like the movie starts where, and this is what I mean. This is, you know, what I'm seeing when I'm 10 years old. This is what I'm being taught about, you know, interacting with girls is that, um, there's a scene at the beginning where these three boys uh, go to this girl's private school at night. You know, they kind of show them like going over the fence and then they climb up to the second floor to this girl's room. And they're just um, watching this one girl undress, this really hot girl. And um, (laughs) she's taking a shower or something. And then they, there's a shot where you can see that she's seeing them, you know, outside the window and she kind of smiles. Like she thinks it's cool, you know, like, Oh, this is so great. These guys think I'm so hot. They're just, you know, basically climbing into my window at night. (laughs) So that's basically the first message. This is in the first five minutes of the movie. That's the message they're giving that if a girl is taking a shower and she's naked in her room and she sees a, a guy, 
just st- staring at her in the window. She like likes it. She thinks it's cool. Not nothing scary about it. <laughs> Doesn't get upset. Just kind of like, oh, this is great. I must be really hot. Then there's a scene. So that that scene where they do that, where they um, <laughs> that's the, literally the whole movie. Every scene is just them trying to get um to sneak in and see these girls naked. At one point, they dress up as women. These three boys, Matthew Modine and this other fat guy and then another guy. And they like, first of all, they look nothing like girls. And then they're, they're in the house. I guess it's a private school. They don't really explain it. I guess it's high school. And every time they show the indoor of the dorm, it's just it, these hot girls walking around in their underwear. Literally, it just literally looks like it was written by 50-year-old perverted old uh, men. <laughs> and... um you know, so that's a whole scene. They they go in dressed as women, and it's so clearly they're not women, and but no one really seems to notice. There's these these weird looking women in the house. No one's like asking why they're there. Then there's like a you know, and then there's a scene when they're dressed as women. One of the guys has a girlfriend who he's going there to see, um, and. <laughs> They're hooking up, and in the middle of hooking up, this is the fat guy. He he's like, I gotta go to the bathroom, and so he goes to the bathroom, and then he climbs out the window of the bathroom, and he crawls onto the window ledge, and he goes to watch the the this hotter girl that they had seen before, who's like the hot hottest girl in school, the, this redhead, and he's watching her like get undressed, and um, instead of his girl, you know, having sex with his girlfriend in the other room, so. She, I've never heard of. I've never seen that. Like that, that would be a thing that someone would be like going to see someone they're going to have sex with, and then they decide to leave so they can peep in on another woman in another room. Um, so then the girl catches him. His girlfriend looks out the window and sees him just sitting on the ledge and she like is mad and yells at him. And, but he still doesn't stop doing it. He doesn't like climb into the window. Um, and then he like falls out the window and then um, he's literally falls out the window and then he looks up and he sees this group of like 11 hot girls walking uh, towards the showers. So he just runs in there. I mean, that's, that really worked out great. Um, Again, it's just kind of like, so he, he sneaks in, he's about to have sex, and then he, he sneaks somewhere else to sneak, to watch this girl undress. Then he falls, and then he just happens, right when he looks up, there's just 10 more hot women up going into the showers to get undressed. Like, wow, this, this is kind of like a dream I had when I was 12 years old. Um, all right, so the, the, the craziest part, uh, the reason I started talking about it is, all right, so there's a line in the movie that's insane. I mean, I can't even believe, th- this just encapsulates, like, w- the difference of, you know, from 1983 <laughs> till now, where one of the girls is talking to Phoebe Cates, and she's talking about having sex with her boyfriend, who's the fat guy, and Phoebe Cates is like, oh, have you ever had sex with him? His name's Bubba. <laughs> it's a really clever script. <laughs> Like, uh, yeah, there's a fat guy. What do we name? Yeah, Bubba. All right. And so she's like, have you ever had sex with Bubba? And she, this is literally what she says. She's like, well, um, I don't remember having, Bubba says we did, but I don't remember because I was passed out. Um, but he said that I loved it um, and that I had a lot of orgasms and, and that it was great. 
and Phoebe Cates is just like, oh man, uh, and, and and she's just like, yeah, you know, that's how Bubba is. So basically, she's just described a date rape is basically what that is like. And she's just kind of explaining it to her friend in kind of a light, funny way, like about the first time she ever had sex with her boyfriend. Like, oh, have you ever had sex? Oh, well, there was this one time where apparently I passed out and he had sex with me without waking me up. And um, and apparently I loved it. He said I loved it. Yeah. Like, you know, and she's still dating the guy. There's no um, there's no crying or anything. Is that is that how it works? So again, this is what I'm seeing. This is what I was seeing when I was ten years old. I'm just saying, like, you know, this, these weren't healthy images um, to be pumping out to kids. So that's why, you know, when, now when you hear about how there's all these, you know, horrible things going on, I'm not defending them. I'm just saying, like, you know, that's kind of what the culture was for a while, and now everyone's kind of uh, going back and you know, trying to be like, oh, that was so, you know, because if John Hughes has a lot of those, like 16 candles is the same thing. I think it's the exact same thing where he has sex with her and she's passed out and she's like, yeah, I really liked it. It's just like, Jesus Christ. So um, that was one thing I watched, Private School. So don't check out that movie. Um, Then there was, uh, I saw another movie from 1983 because, you know, afterwards they they kind of recommend other, other things. There was this one movie called Valley Girl from 1983 with Nicolas Cage. And I remember when that came out because it came out in the middle of the um, the teen sex craze movie thing time, like Porky's and Private School. But I and I never really watched it. So I watched it. But that it's actually a good movie because it's it's not one of those teen sex movies where it where they just talk about people how you know having being date raped and it's like funny to that or it's just normal um it's kind of like a a teen love story but it's it's done well so you know you as an adult you can enjoy it because the characters are actually like well you can tell it was, it was directed by martha coolidge you can tell it was uh that she was a good director and she was kind of i feel like they kind of tried to sneak it in and market it as one of those teen sex movies to get people to see it but it's not at all like that and i wonder if like and kids saw it and were like pissed off. Like, well, what is this? It's just like kids talking normal. Um, like there's some nudity in it, but it's not like gratuitous. And um, yeah, it's kind of, it's, you can see that she's a good director, you know, cause I feel like she wasn't given a lot to work with, with this. She kind of turned like a, somebody could have been like a salacious teen sex movie into an actual good movie. Um, but there's one thing in the movie that, that stood out to me. So about, again, like about the shifting, in society and society norms of the time to, to, as opposed to now there's a scene where he goes to the prom but they're at a prom and um there's a woman singing on the prom and she's singing a song that i think was kind of popular at the time it's it's called johnny are you queer boy and that's like the whole lyrics just over and over it's just she's just like johnny are you queer boy and um everyone's just kind of dancing into it and I was thinking, like, I mean, you know, if 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 anyone sang a song like that now at you know a high school prom, like that would just be all over the news. Um, they would like shut down the school for you know the rest of the year. Like the president would be tweeting about it. They wouldn't have proms anymore. There'd be like a big controversy about whether or not they should have proms. 
um you know just everyone you know everyone would be like ruining the person who sang the song at the front it was just like back then you could you know i, I don't know no one got mad at things like that you know what i mean it's just and it, i i miss that where you know you, someone could just say something and, and it didn't like destroy everyone's life you know what i mean because in the movies you know they're just saying johnny you're a queer boy and um no one's like up in arms about it you know it's just a song that someone said but you know like i said nowadays there nowadays there'd be protests and again you know they would that person would be ruined whoever sang that song their lives would be ruined (laughs) they'd never be able to get a job ever again um they'd have to issue like apologies for 10 you know for like 10 weeks straight They'd never be able to get a job again. That's like a big thing now, right? Like if you ever do anything, like it's one thing if like someone does something or like says something offensive, like, okay, call them out on it. But now there's a new thing where it's just like, no, you can never work ever again. No more working. No more, no more way to make money. (laughs) That seems like a fair um, punishment. You said something. We didn't like it. No more making money ever. No more supporting yourself. Oh, okay. Why? What did I do? You said someone was queer. Oh, God. Yeah, just go live on the street forever. So that was, uh, kind of, you know, I also missed that whole thing of like things would happen. And you just wouldn't hear about them. Remember those days? You know, like... uh <laughs> If someone sang something at a prom, you just wouldn't hear about it ever. It might be mentioned to someone and then you'd never really know if it was true or not. Now there's like 80 different, like everyone has a tape of it on their phone. And um, yeah, it's also watching one of those like, you know, horror camp movies, um, Friday the 13th, whatever. I loved those movies when I was growing up. Um, and again, it was, you know, I was thinking about how I grew up in Manhattan in New York City in the 80s. And I remember, you know, camp was always thought of as like this scary place. Like, you you know, I mean, just from when I grew up, because I was raised on these horror movies um, where, you know, at camp, everyone just got killed all the time. And I one thing I remember, like, going to camp as a kid is that it was supposed to be kind of spooky and scary. And they would always tell, like, ghost stories. You know, like, I remember going to my camp and someone, this counselor told a story about, like, uh something that happened at the camp and how the, you know it's always something at a camp where there's like a someone got killed and there's like a ghost or there's like a witch in the woods waiting to kill everyone and um i just remember as a kid never really being that intimidated by this stuff because you know i i'm i was coming from 80s in new york city so it's kind of like i don't know going to camp and hearing about a witch just you know wasn't really going to do it for me you know i was coming from where there were like people getting you know shot and stabbed within blocks of where i grew up you know what i mean there were crack had it, crack heads all over the train trying to attack me with you know razors and then i got to camp and they're like hey there's a ghost here and like oh wow really a ghost that's terrifying <laughs> like does he have a razor no no he's just gonna be around saying boo yeah no that's not that's not scary to me I literally just yesterday someone tried to stab me while I was on my way to school. Someone tried to stab me in school. Um, what else did I want to talk about? I uh, 
thinking about last time I, I think when I when I did this I was talking about uh you know the Oscars I don't know what's I just saw a movie and they're saying that they think it's going to get nominated for an Oscar and I'm like well, what's going to happen with the Oscars are they are they even going to have the fucking Oscars it just seems like it's not going to who's who's going to care or even watch it at this point I was reading something today where Bradley Cooper in an interviews made some comment about award show season and how it's so vapid it doesn't mean anything and it's i mean i feel like that's becoming more and more true uh mainly because there's like it used to just be the oscars and that was it it was like that was the big thing of the year now there's like five months of award shows you know and you just be like oh this one oh okay oh yeah this one this one great um so then by the time you get to the oscars it's like who gives a shit everyone knows it's gonna win because it's already won like eight other awards um but one thing i was thinking this is what i was thinking the other day that i thought was funny was um, when they give Oscars to, to dead people, that's happened a few times. I know it's, it happened with the Heath Ledger and I think it happened with the guy from network. I can, his name is escaping me right now. I know it happened with him. Um, the, you know, posthumous Oscar. Uh, I just, you know, I mean, I get it cause it's kind of like they're honoring them, but it's, you know, just, you know, <laughs> I feel like they're just giving it to them cause they're dead. That's the whole reason they're giving it to them. You know, like, doesn't make it fair to the other people like you're you know um almost like <laughs> punishing them for not dying like uh like oh yeah you thought we, we were gonna give it to you you were the best but unfortunately you're still alive so you know yeah too bad uh, oh really so just, just because i um i didn't do drugs i uh i'm not I, i'm not gonna get awarded for doing things yeah no they don't do that in other jobs, right? Like, just reward the people who died. <laughs> so, did you did you get the promotion? No, they gave it to this other guy who died. Yeah, they thought it would be a nice way to uh, honor his memory. He, yeah, really, but he's dead. He can't he can't do anything or or appreciate it. Yeah, I know. They just thought it'd be cooler for him to to uh, be the new assistant VP of the company. They're just gonna have an empty chair, really. But weren't, didn't you have more experience? Yeah, no. They said I was better for the job, but I, me being alive wasn't uh, wasn't gonna work. So that people wouldn't like that. It's gotta be such an f you to the people there. Like, and the winner is this guy who's dead. Yep. <laughs> oh, really? You're giving it to him? Yeah. No, he's not gonna know what happened because he's not he's not here anymore. Well, we think he's probably watching from um from heaven. Really? That's how boring heaven is. He's been dead a week and he's already looking. He's still looking down at the Oscars. I mean, if it's heaven, wouldn't there be better things going on? I'm alive. Why don't you give me the award? I can actually make a fucking speech right now. We have to listen to his sister, make a speech. She's, she's never spoken in front of people ever before. We have to listen to her stammer her way through this and everyone has to act like it's great. Oh yeah. That's so great that he died so many people out there after like what the fuck man why why can't i die this is bullshit guy's so lucky that he died he's able to get awards man my fucking agent sucks stay with us we'll be right back did you know that you can change what you taste by what you hear how can you use sound to make a deeper connection with your clients 
Can we be healed with sound? Sound influences people in their buying decisions and their daily lives. In the podcast audio branding, I explore all of this, both with my own observations as a voice actor of over 15 years and by interviewing knowledgeable professionals in the field of advertising, marketing, music, and science. To have a listen for yourself, visit audiobrandingpodcast.com. I got to get a better publicist. I got to hire OJ. <laughs> OJ, um, yeah, can you help me out with my career? I haven't won any Oscars. All right, I got an idea. You're not going to like it, but uh, it's going to work out great. I guarantee you'll uh, have an Oscar. I mean, that'd be so shitty if you died and then they didn't get you, still didn't get it. I'd be like, man, he must have been really bad. <laughs> he must have been really bad. He died and they wouldn't even give it to him. They can't. They still gave it to Keanu Reeves. They still gave it to Meryl Streep. That's the other thing they always... Uh, imagine if Meryl Streep died, if she made a movie and then... Imagine if she died. She, I mean, she'll never die. No, but like when she dies, I guarantee you she'll win like five Oscars. Even though she... Like no movies. She probably won't have been in any movies. But still, they'd be like, <laughs> she was better than everyone. Watching uh, sports a little bit. I was just watching the Lakers um, play Houston Rockets in the uh, NBA Finals. I think it's it's kind of interesting watching um, these sports games and there's no spectators. I think it's actually uh, I think it's good. I, I kind of I get the feeling the um, the players probably like it better without the insane fans there. I mean I don't know. Maybe some of them like that kind of like energy, but. I don't know. I feel like it'd probably be easier to play better when there's not people there just screaming at you and like throwing things and, you know, <laughs> yelling like racial epithets. At you. <laughs> like, I, I was thinking like sports is like the only job where like the, they can, um, they allow people to just go to the job and yell at you while you're trying to do your job. And also like not only yell at you, but like, try and distract you so that you mess up your job. Like that doesn't happen to other jobs. <laughs> that seems to be my go-to analogy, right? Like, that's a lot, a lot of my jokes. That doesn't happen in the, but it's true. It's like they wouldn't, that wouldn't, they wouldn't allow that if like you were a surgeon. They wouldn't just allow in like 20,000 people to watch you do the surgery and just stand there and yell at you and wave their arms. <laughs> You know, and where, and you know, yell things about your wife sleeping with other people, and you know, like, hey, what are you doing? I'm trying to, trying to move this. I'm trying to remove this guy's spleen. Hey, you suck. You're not a good doctor. You know, and then afterwards, like, he's he didn't do a very good job. Man, that guy's not even a good doctor, man. You're not even that good. Yeah, that's because you were throwing things at me the whole time. Yeah, that made it made it a lot harder to uh, be a doctor. Maybe that's why I wasn't very good at my job because uh, uh, insane people are there spitting at me while I'm doing it. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah, if you if you had another job and there were people spitting at you while you were doing it, throwing things, like people would be like, oh, you know, I totally understand why you weren't good at it. Like when when someone messes up in a sports game, they're like, oh, that guy sucks. Like, oh, yeah, you do your job with strangers literally there to, you know, make you uh, mess up the entire time. I can't believe that guy missed that shot. Oh, really? You were um, you were wearing a uh, picture of uh, his uh, his daughter naked on your T-shirt. Yeah, that kind of took him out of his uh, took away his focus a little bit. 
whatever. You should be ready for that. No, I, th- I don't. I don't think it's just because you're good at basketball. You 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 should be able to like get past things like that. I mean, if I like play, if I played sports, people yell things. I would just be mad the whole time. There's no way I'd be able to do my job. That's a hard job already, you know. Um. So yeah, that was pretty funny. I was gonna say. So some things, some you know, some things about Trump. I, I, I obviously hate Trump. I, you know, I think he's psychotic and you know, obviously a narcissist. And, um, I mean, you know, the main thing about him, you know, with me now is he's just like he's not good at his uh, what he's doing. You know what I mean? Like, you wonder if he was doing the job well or he knew what he was doing, but like he's just not good at it. I, I don't. That's why I don't understand the support from like he's a horrible person, but he's all hor- He's awful at the job. You know, like if we want, you know, it's like if it's it's like if you wanted someone to like, you know, fix do you know do your electricity or your plumbing, and you know they were just were racist and sexist and misogynistic and raped all these people. It'd be one thing if they were like, okay, but yeah, but they're really good at plumbing. Like, all right, yeah, they did all those things, but they uh, they're obviously the best. But like, if it was just this guy who didn't know how to do plumbing and and was racist and you know misogynistic or misogynist and um a misogynist and um was just <laughs> insulting you know dead people and american veterans and um was a traitor and on top of not doing the job well why would you yeah i still want him yeah yeah i just i really like him i think it's funny i think it's funny that he makes fun of all the other plumbers and he says uh, sexist and racist things about them yeah, but he raped everybody. I know, I know. I think it's. I just think it's funny. Yeah, he's not good at plumbing. I, I know, I know. There's nothing good about him. I just, you know, I, I don't know. I just, I, I, I think he's funny. Oh, okay, that makes sense. And then I guess the newest thing. I mean, you can't even keep up with his things anymore. Like he, um, there are a lot of a lot of people reported directly from the administration that he was calling um veterans and you know dead soldiers uh losers and suckers basically for dying um for their for their country and um the other thing is like yeah of course he's denying he's like i would never do that and some people are like oh i don't think he did that really you don't think he did that that's weird because he just all he does is call everyone losers all the time really you can't believe that he would call Dead. He would that he would be respect. He would disrespect someone and call them losers. That's just kind of completely out of the realm of possibility with this guy. There's literally literally footage of him calling John McCain a loser for being captured during a war, um, and just basically shitting on it. <laughs> basically shitting on a, a veteran who um, fought for his country and uh, got captured as a POW and survived. They called him a loser. I, I just love how that right there didn't ruin it. Like, like people were still on board after that. Like, cause they're replaying that clip over and over. And um, th- I mean, that was like the third thing he did. That was like right away when he was running, he calls him, he calls John McCain a loser. And it's like, um, again, I don't know. Like someone was like, yeah, that's great. That's so great that he did that. It's so funny. Um, and then I don't. The other thing, I guess, no one's going to bring up the wall anymore. I guess that's over. I mean, like, I, I, it's funny that's never really mentioned ever again because it's kind of all he ran on that he was going to build a wall and Mexico was going to pay for it. N- neither of which has happened. He did kind of 
mentioned at the RNC that the wall has been built, like a lot of it, but like that's completely untrue. Um, and I guess he just took now the whole Mexico is going to pay for it thing is gone. I don't. So I. But again, I just some people are just completely on board. Yeah, it's so funny. <laughs> it's so funny. He just said that like veterans who gave their lot, and I guarantee you, like like um, military people are, are going to vote for him, and uh, veterans are going to vote for him for just because they. I don't. I don't because they're racist or something. I don't know. It doesn't make any sense to me. It's kind of like if he came out and like interviews and was like, Tom McCaffrey's a loser. And I was like, yeah, I like him. He's good. You know, that was funny when he did that. Um, so I, I don't even know what to say about that guy. Just, he's just kind of trash and a piece of shit. And if you like him, I don't know. You really should really look at yourself. And um, that's not really a joke that like, because if if you like him, like there's something really there's something going on. It's kind of like liking heroin or something, and just not, not taking a look at what's going on. What I just like heroin. I'm just into it. Yeah, but there might be something you know deep down that you know why you're liking that. No, no, I just like it. I just I just think it's funny. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. Um, sorry if that makes you feel bad, but you know whatever. Um, <laughs> it is funny. I say mean things about Trump online. Sometimes people get really mad at me. It's like, really, the guy, like the president, is just saying the worst things that are, that anyone's ever said, and everyone thinks that just gets a pass. But me, who has basically no reach, if I say anything that's like one twentieth as bad as him, I'm like just a total like monster. Um. All right. I think that's it. I, I think I got to wrap this up. This has been. Um, about 45 minutes so all right uh like i said please rate and review last exit of brooklyn um thanks for listening and uh we will see you next time bye-bye